its cost. It lowers the cost Robert Roberts, Edwards. I had a gym teacher named Edward Roberts when I was in junior high school. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, that is the required reading um, that we need to do. Uh, I got that right, Shoshana, right? Okay, good. So with that, um, we will move straight to roll call. Thank you. We'll do roll call and ex parte at the same time, please. Board member Trago. Present, and I have two ex partes to report on 1725 Berkeley Way. I received uh, two emails um, regarding the tenant history of the project from former council member Linda Mayo. Uh, and I had a brief communication on the project and process for tonight with the chair of the Berkeley Tenants Union, Julia Cato. Thank you for that. Board member Duffy. Present, no ex parte. Board member Gaffney. Present, no ex parte. Board member Thompson. Present, no ex parte. Board member Olson. I'm here and no ex parte. Board member Kim. Present and no ex parte. Board member Sanderson. I'm present, no ex parte. Vice Chair O'Keefe. Present, <clears throat> no ex parte. And Chairperson Khan. Ditto, present, no ex parte. Okay, so that's our roll call um, and ex parte. This brings us to the uh, portion of our meeting where we um, ask if any attendees here are interested in speaking on matters that are not on the agenda. Uh, Piper, I see your hand up. If you want to talk about one of the items on the agenda, you will have an opportunity to do that, but that's not what we're talking about right now. So you should put your hand down. Um, otherwise, uh, great. So when the item, in a couple of minutes, you'll have an opportunity to speak on, on the item you would like to speak about. Um, this uh, brings us to, uh, so I don't see any public comment or request for public comment on non-agenda matters. Is there anyone here on the commission that would like to speak on a non-agenda item? Seeing none, we'll proceed with the question of agenda changes. And I spoke, Shannon, with you earlier, and I think that staff was going to propose a adjustment. Thank you, Chair Khan. Uh, staff requests that 1725 Berkeley Way be moved from consent to action. Staff will give a brief presentation, uh, and instead of recommending approval, which is what the staff report currently says, uh, staff will be recommending that the ZAB continue this item off calendar. And the other thing I wanted bring to your attention before a vote later is um, the action minutes for approval are from July 22nd, not August 12th. Um, there was no <laughs> August 12th meeting. I, I tried to Thank sign you. in and there was nobody there. So. <laughs> we called Debbie about it. Are we having a hearing tomorrow? <laughs> okay, very good. So um, 
Uh, we, we discussed earlier, um, Igor, this is related to your uh, request to the, uh, to the uh, planner for this project that she produce um, records of uh, prior tenancies. Uh, this has resulted in some new information that the planning department really needs to digest before we can properly, I think, uh, review the project. So um, I, I support this uh, idea and we'll move that uh, off of consent. Um, before we proceed with uh, the consent calendar, however, it is our custom and our policy to ask if any attendees, well, first, is there anyone on this board that uh, is uncomfortable uh, with moving forward with approval of the two remaining consent items, 2808 9th Street and 840 Page, mm -hmm. without a public hearing. Um, if so, you should speak um, or you know, raise your hand. Uh, I see a hand up. Debbie. Okay, I had a question on the, um, there is a shared easement for driveway that's 10 feet wide. And when I'm looking at these plans, it's not clear to me whether the... Which which project are you speaking hey, of? I'm sorry. Can't you read my mind? I, I usually can. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, 840 Page Street. Okay. And um, I'm looking at uh, sheet A1.0. Um, so there's a shared driveway, which I assume is a an easement, the property line runs down the middle, and there's a mark for the yard setback at three feet, eight inches, and the five foot setback is for the easement. I just want to be clear that this protrusion, this addition to the house at the second floor, is not over the easement, because in the drawing, it, some drawings it looks like it is, and some drawings it looks like it isn't. I mean, I'm assuming when you have an easement that you can't build something that hangs over that easement. So it should be clear. My my understanding is actually different, Debbie. If it's an access easement, and I see Yes raising his hand here, fellow okay. architect, that he is, is that as long as the uh, access is unobstructed, you can build over it. And how how high does unobstructed mean? Unrestricted for conventional vehicles, trucks, cars, what have you. Okay, so, so I, I just, I mean, I saw a comment from one of the neighbors, and I just want to be sure that that it is unobstructed for a vehicle, whatever that is. So that's my concern. Okay. Um, I don't know that that requires uh, that we go into a public hearing. Um, no, I just had needed a question answered. Is, is staff here to address that question, Shannon? I've um, promoted Sharon Gong, who's the project planner on this, and she will be very happy to, to answer this question that we have anticipated. <laughs> Please do, Sharon. Um, yes, thank you. Um, the, um, the addition um, is on the second level, um, and it is about uh, nine feet uh, from the bottom of the addition to the the driveway surface. Um, and we did ask the uh, transportation uh, engineer uh, if there was any height uh, requirement uh, for uh, an easement that's under uh, an overhang. And he said that there is no height limitation or there is no height minimum. 
So as long as uh, the car or standard car and truck can get in there, um, that addition is not in the way. Right. I mean, uh, uh, eight foot is a standard ceiling height for a garage ceiling or lower. Uh, so okay. Not it's a good Thank question. You. Thank you, Debbie. Um, any other questions from the uh, commissioners here on on these items? Very good. Um, then uh, we are going to see two people who would like to speak uh, on one of these two consent items. Um, if you're uh, here to speak on behalf of the item, you can put your hand down because it will be automatically approved. But uh, I see three. Uh, so I'm going to recognize you in turn as you come up on my list. Piper, you're first. Uh, just tell us your concern, or uh, and then we may go to a public hearing, depending. Um, my concern does um, address two things. One is the height that was just brought up. Um, when you say a standard truck or vehicle, we have seen a truck that has, you know, it was a one of the smallest U-Haul trucks that did not pass that clearance. Um, and it's shorter in the front because of the grade than it is in the back. It's, it's just about nine feet in the back and it's under nine feet um, by a couple inches in the front. So that's a concern. The other concern I have is, is that this um, is just another addition to a property that ha you know is significantly non-conforming in um, density and this is just yet another addition to that um, already okay, over. I don't, I don't. I don't think you need to speak further. We will. Uh, I will move this to um, public hearing to give you an opportunity to speak fully on this and to give okay, the you. applicant an opportunity to respond. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. Sure. That's our policy. You don't need to thank me. Um, uh, let's see. We have. Uh, uh, unidentified person here, a phone number is how you're identified. Um, you're recognized, but you need to unmute. And hello, uh, the person who's on the phone, you're muted. Um, try to unmute yourself. I'm not sure why you're muted. Yeah, just and, good. Oh, there you go. Speak away. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Hi. My name is Shambhala. I'm actually a resident at 841 Pay Street in Berkeley. So I'm actually right across the street from the property that we're talking about at 840 Pay Street. Uh-huh. So I was just giving a call because oh, you, know what, you, I don't, wanted... you don't need to we're gonna you're gonna have an opportunity to talk on that item later as okay. part of our standard public hearing. You'll get a full two minutes to speak on it. So um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and, and leave you, uh, but you'll have an opportunity to speak uh, as part of the public record. And then Kelly, uh, you're here as well, and you need to unmute. There you go. Okay, thank you. And I'm on 2808 9th Street. Um, looking at the plans here, I'm very concerned about the amount of hardscape that's being added to this piece of property. And with, it appears that in addition to the expansion of the house, that they're going to add a, a giant um, concrete patio 
And I would ask that instead of having solid concrete patio, that this be permeable paving, uh, permeable pavers or brick or something else that allows water to soak in. Should we ever get any rain again? We really want water to soak into the ground and not run off uh, because that just uh, having all this hardscape and runoff just adds to our drought problem. And this is something that is very easy to fix if they are just asked to do that. This is, this is not an enormous deal. And I, I would really hope that after all the times I've spoken um, to Zab at that our staff could really be paying attention to hardscape and native plantings and trees. I mean, we we just need something better than concrete everywhere. I, I, I appreciate that perspective, Kelly and Cher. Um, the front, I'm looking at the proposed uh, residence, uh, sheet A0.0, and what appears, it is it actually notes that it's decomposed granite with planted areas in the front yard, and it's only the driveway that's concrete and it's not our policy to deny a project because the concrete is because there's a concrete driveway um, or to require uh, you know pervious materials for a driveway but um, I strongly recommend it of course and uh, we do it in our, our own practice um, uh, that, that would be great if you would strongly recommend that they do a permeable paving for that concrete patio. It's not where the car is. It's the concrete patio and the side towards the back. And the side towards the back. Yeah, I'm looking at the plans. Which which uh, sheet are you looking at? Um. Okay, project. Uh, I say sheet eight two point zero. Eight point zero two. Right. Okay. A two point zero does show a sixteen foot by uh, twelve foot concrete patio. You know, mm -hmm. I think I would strongly recommend that that would be a uh, a paver. It would be more attractive and more friendly to the environment. Uh, no runoff. Yeah. Right. It would add value to the to the project. And like you said, be more attractive and better for the environment. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kelly. Okay, with that recommendation, uh, we will. Um, uh, I don't. I don't feel the need to remove that item from. Oh, we have some uh, comments here from commissioners now. Okay, uh, uh, Carrie. Uh, to get us going here, I'd like to make a motion. Okay. To approve the consent calendar, which will be the action minutes from July 22nd. Thank you. And 2808 9th Street. Yes. With the very strong um, suggestion that anything labeled concrete be actually permeable pavers. Permeable material of some. some Permeable way. material of somewhat. Yeah, that's exactly. fine. Okay, that's my motion. Thank you. Um, do I have a second? Second. 
Uh, Igor is seconded. Thank you, Igor. Um, do you have other comments you want to make? Your hand is still up. Okay, great. Um, and is there any comment on the motion? If not, uh, can we take a vote? Thank you. Board Member Kim. Sorry, yes. Board Member Duffy. Yes. Board Member Gaffney. Yes. Board Member Thompson. Yes. Board Member Trago. Yes. Board Member Sanderson. Yes. Board Member Olson. Yes. Chair O'Keefe. I'm sorry, Vice Chair O'Keefe. Um, yes, but I'd like to um, abstain from the minutes, please, because I wasn't there. And Chair Khan. Yes. So the motion passes. That means that um, 2808, uh, you have your use permit. Uh, and there's a 10-day appeal period that commences with the filing of that approval by the city clerk. Um, and then you can proceed with your building permit and building, and hopefully we will see some uh, permeable materials uh, as a more friendly move to the landscape and to yourself. That'd be nicer. Um, I'm going to proceed with uh, 1725 Berkeley Way as uh, the recommendation from staff is that that will be continued and we may not need a full uh, hearing for a continuance motion. Um, Shannon, is staff here to speak uh, on that issue? Yes, let me, let me find staff. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe. Unfortunately, staff's name is Ashley, which puts her at the top of the list, the top of the alphabet. You need to unmute. There you go. Hello. It's always weird because I leave and rejoin, um, and then my views changed. Okay. Yes, I can uh, give a short overview, maybe, that would be helpful of what the project is, and then some more information um, to clarify what was in your supplemental communication from the REM board. That'd be helpful. Okay. Uh, so the project is to demolish an existing 1,874-square-foot, um, one-story duplex and accessory structure and construct a new 4,092-square-foot, three-story duplex an average height of 28 feet on a 3,894 square foot lot. Uh, this uh, project site has a land use designation of medium density residential and is in the restricted two-family zoning district. And so the proposal requires um, approval of use permits to demolish the existing dwelling units and to construct new dwelling units. The project site is on the north side of Berkeley Way between McGee Avenue and Grant Street in central Berkeley. Uh, which is a residential area, the mix of one to three story single and multifamily dwellings, uh, which transitions to more commercial areas along the University Avenue corridor on block south. It's one half mile southeast of North Berkeley BART and a block south from the Ohlone Greenway and Park. And so planning staff were provided with additional information regarding the rental history of this property in a memo from the rent board staff yesterday, August 25th. 
which is included in the materials as supplemental communications too. This memo was prepared in response to an assertion from a neighbor that the official rent board records do not reflect the actual tenancy history of the property. The memo states that the staff reporting correctly describes the property as exempt from rent control as the golden duplex. However, the correct exemption term is that unit A is vacant and unit B should be listed as either rent-free or owner use. And so planning staff have reviewed the memo internally with the land use planning manager and the city attorney's office and are recommending that the item be continued off calendar to provide additional time for staff to look more closely into the rental history of the property and accordingly the potential applicability of the provisions under SB 330 regarding demolition and replacement of protected units to this project's conditions of approval. Okay, uh, thank, thank you. Any uh, further comments, Ashley, or is that your, that's your- Those are my comments. That's your spiel. Okay, great, yeah. thank you. Um, so um, I do have a couple of people uh, from the public who wish to speak. I do want to give the applicant an opportunity to speak. Um, do you know, uh, I have Helen, Elizabeth, Monica, and Hillary, or any of those, the applicant? Uh, Neil will be able to promote them or um, have them speak. Okay, let me find them. Can you give me the names again? Helen, Elizabeth, Monica, oh, okay. Hillary, Juan, and Peter Suen and Fang Wong. Oh, I get the telephone. Yes. Yeah. Um. Is the uh, applicant here? So they show up their hand. All I have holding up their hand right now is Linda and Monica. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm Helen Whitmer. I live next door. <laughs> Uh, we should hear from the applicant so first. They're what there. The uh, last name is Fang. Yeah, you search yeah. the panelist. Where are they? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, can uh, so I prepared a, a, a simple PPT. Uh, should I start? Should I start to share screen? Well, Juan, the real issue here is the continuance. Um, if you have, if you have any. Uh, basis for opposing the continuance, you should speak. Uh, because what will happen is you'll have an opportunity to present the project okay. uh, at a continued hearing at a later date. But um, because of this new material that's arisen, we're probably going to be voting for the continuance. Yeah. Uh, for the, so I got, from, uh, got, got the email from Ashley for uh, today. So mm -hmm. actually, I'm not clear about uh, the, this rental uh, yeah, I'm the architect, so I'm architect for this project. Uh, okay, great. One, I'm the I'm the I'm the uh, project architect from Fifth Arc. Uh, we are doing this project, uh, so we are not clear about the pre. So my client actually purchased this uh, building uh, half a year ago. So regarding the rental history of the previous owner or the previous previous owner, we're actually not clear about. The, the background or the, the informations. Yeah, I think that the reason why uh, there's been a request from staff for continuance is to give them an opportunity to explain to you what ramifications are 
based on the Berkeley uh, ordinance relative to rent control properties. And to give you an idea of what your options are yeah. moving forward, um, the, uh, the state law requires replacement units for um, uh, certain qualifying units, and there needs to be a determination made whether these existing units qualify for that or not. Yeah. Um, and there's a question that's been raised whether they do. If they do, then you may want to, it's, it's information as an architect I certainly would want to know to yeah. be able to uh, you know, take into consideration in the design. So, yeah. so that's, the, that's the, pur the purpose of the continuation is for you to meet with staff and to negotiate how to proceed with the project in a way that's consistent with state, uh, really state law, as well as municipal law. Yeah, got it. Um, yeah, regarding this item, yeah, we it's new to me too. <laughs> it's today. Yeah, it's I, well, I just heard about it today. Yeah, uh, so. you know, staff just learned about it yesterday, and yeah, and you know, thankfully, uh, uh, there was some communication from the neighborhood and commissioners here uh, to clarify what the rental history is and the exact implications of what that are. Isn't something we're prepared to discuss tonight because it's complicated. Yeah. So, so this will give you an opportunity to work with Neelu and figure that all out. Yeah, I think, yeah, for us, we also need some time to to uh, dig more information about this item, basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if you don't oppose the continuance, I think we can close the hearing. And I would just ask the people who have come here uh, I to speak about concerns about the project to please return when we um, have a public hearing on the project as uh, we will, if this motion passes, we won't be uh, taking a vote on the project tonight. Um, if you, uh, I do want to, I do want to recognize your, uh, your opportunity to speak, though, if you still feel compelled to speak, um, you are, you're entitled to do so. This is a public hearing. You'll just have to come back and speak again when, if it's heard again or when it's heard again. Um, so I see three hands that are still up. Um, Kelly, I don't know if this is left up from previously, but uh, your hand is up. So speak away if you wish to speak on this uh, subject. Okay. Um, thank you very much for allowing me to speak. And sure. what I wanted to say is it looks like there are five trees that we're going to lose with this project. And... I don't know what NOMO grass is, but I would ask that um, the architect uh, use CalScape and find California native plants um, for this area uh, to plant on the open space that is left on this property because there's, you know, this building is big. It's going to be a lot of hardscape and we need to counter that with some native plants and um, and that's it. So Calscape, he can do that between now and when this project comes back and it will make it a much better project. Thank you. Appreciate your comments, Kelly, thank you. Um, let's see, uh, Linda is here. Hello, Linda, it's been a while. You're, rec you're recognized. Can you hear me? Yes. But um, I'm, uh, of course, very concerned about the detriment issues, but I think we'll take that up when we get this item back. Um, I am concerned about who actually inserted that language into the application about these units um, being 
uh, owner-occupied, which is totally false and, um, and not subject to rent control. There are people living there right now. I'm sure they're not the owners. But I would ask that when the staff looks into this, um, that they really look into how it is that assertion was made. And I'll tell you why. Because many people really can't dig into the staff reports as I did and, uh, and know uh, the kinds of guidelines that we've provided over the years to preserve our um, affordable housing. And so I just feel concerned that this was just sort of slipped in there and due diligence did not occur. So I ask the staff as they go ahead with this that they actually look into how it is, since the architect who, who I, I understand prepared uh, the application, um, must have gotten this information from somewhere. So Linda, I, can I make a suggestion? Yeah, sure. Um, I think it'd be great if you uh, wrote a note to Steve, uh, just recommending that staff check with uh, the um, rent board. Um, well, I think we did board. that already, actually, because um, we were able to assemble the information about the prior owner who recently <laughs> sold the property and never lived there in 10 to 20 years, as we know. So, so I think the rent board is on it, but I'm more concerned with the integrity of the application process and that when people make these assertions that um, they tell the truth, basically. So yeah. um, that was really my main point, and thank you for considering this, and I look forward to the next steps. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for all of your service. Uh, Monica? Well, I wanted to speak about um, the issue of density in this neighborhood. And this may be peripheral to your concern, but I think it is not peripheral given what there seems to be the intent to um, use this as rental property for students. And this was something that was not uh, said to us, but my issue about density years ago, when I conducted a polling place in my garage, I was told that our block 1700 Berkeley way was probably the densest block in Berkeley. Now, whether or not this is measurable, I can't say, but I would like to invite you to conduct your own census by walking up and down this block, where you can see that there are six apartment buildings on this block, on this one block. There are at least six multiple family dwellings already on this block. And almost every house, which may look like a single family home, has a cottage behind it that is already densely um, inhabited by students or in some cases by very long-term older residents, like in my case. Um, so to create a uh, it's something, whatever the ultimate use is, which seems to be different than what I inquired about at the first meeting with the architect, uh, where it was supposed to be two families or one family, whatever, um, is the, the parking issue. To have no, to have a place with no parking, we're a, we're a permit parking place already. And there, and even we're a parking place, 
oftentimes I can't get parking for two blocks. Okay, you need to, we have a two minute uh, limit on uh, comments, so you need to wrap up and you will have an opportunity to speak again when this is brought back. Yeah, I just want to say this in conjunction with the planning because the parking, oftentimes there's, there's no parking already because the places either don't have a driveway or whatever. So I, as an 83, almost 84-year-old woman, often have to park more than a block away and carry groceries to my house because, so to make a plan with no parking or one parking for, you know, a great number of people on the assumption that you can walk to the BART station. I, I, I appreciate your comments, but as you, as you, I'm as fine. I said, I'm we're fine. not going to be voting on this tonight, so. Um, but uh, duly noted, and I'm glad this is noted for the record and it is being recorded, uh, but I do recommend you come back and speak to us again when this is on the calendar again to refresh our, our memories of your concern. Um, Helen, you've been patiently sitting over here. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and yeah, we do have a, a two-minute limit, but I would prefer if you have substantive issues such as uh, Monica's that you bring that to the hearing when it's fresh, when we're going to be, uh, you know, hearing it in, in earnest um, after this other important issue is resolved. Um, if your issue is somehow related to the uh, issue that, that we're considering tonight, uh, speak away. And I don't mean to silence you. You're free to talk. Yeah. Okay. I live right next door. I'm at 1727 Berkeley Way. I've been there for 47 years. And I'm really concerned about the height, which is three stories, which will make my house dark, my house and my back garden. The lot, I realize, is narrow and long, but I think the house, the project could be short, maybe two stories, but longer. And uh, the other thing that I'm very concerned about is that uh, when we met with the architect, he said he referenced the apartment building just to the west, which is three stories, rather than referencing the rest of the block which is mostly single family homes. And, you know, that was a big mistake, I thought. Anyway, um, the other thing is parking on this side of the street, on <clears throat> the north side of the street, we have permit parking. On the south side, we have two hour parking. And so many of the people who work at Trader Joe's park there in every two hours, they come and change their cars. And so there's hardly any parking left for anybody else. And there are a lot of older people on this block who have cars, and well, as Monica just said. So, uh, and I guess my biggest issue is the size. If it could be redesigned to be maybe two stories and be longer instead of three stories and up, because not only I will be affected by the darkening, but the places north of me will also be darkened. And um, that's both of the the three main issues that I have. Thank you. I appreciate you coming tonight and your comments. And uh, if we do continue this, uh, we'll have an opportunity to speak at that time. I have two more um, people here, Hillary Goldman and Elizabeth Rhodes. Um, and uh, Hillary, you have your two minutes in court. Hey, can, you, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay, because my video changed in the midst of all that. So we hear you loud and clear. Okay, I'll, I'll be brief, and that is, I feel that this is really not a, it was designed or promoted as a single family, two single family residences. I'm calling it a mini dorm. 
there is basically a maximum of what would be considered 24 people that could live in this building. I know there's six bedrooms in each building and the picture shows um, a full-size bed, but the reality is because I've lived in this neighborhood for 30 years and live in a two-bedroom, one-bath house with four people, I have twins. They live in a bunk bed. This building is a mini dorm. Every room has its own bathroom. There are no bathtubs. The communal living space is manageable, but the focus is a dormitory style building that will rotate people through on a continual basis, which is not necessarily how the neighborhood exists. It exists with people who live on a more permanent level. Um, I'm not convinced. I think that there's a misguided perspective about this being a residence. It's a dorm, it's a mini dorm. And I hope that you will really evaluate what that means for this neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you very much, Hillary. Um, I have uh, Elizabeth Rhodes. You are recognized, Elizabeth. You need to unmute, there you go. Hi. Um, my objection to this building is that it has been billed with the planning department as two single family occupancy units. And the sole owner of 1725 Berkeley Way LLC, the parent company, so to speak, is a company called Tripolink Corporation. And it According to Forbes, Triple Link operates over 4,000 4, bed spaces with an aggregated estimated value of 600 million managed assets and 150 million owned assets. It specializes in bed spaces, quote unquote, in university towns. So basically, these people have falsified the reason that they are looking for this permit. And I think, and as far as I know that congregate living facilities are not legal in our particular zoning area. And I think that this whole business is a sham. Thank you. Thanks Elizabeth. Um I want to I want to thank everybody uh, who spoke tonight. Um, I think it's helpful for the architect as well as staff to hear these concerns um, uh, as we move forward uh, with consideration of the project. Um, I'm not sure what kind of get living facilities are, but uh, maybe Neela, you can look into that. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to close the. Uh, public hearing. Uh, oh, uh, Juan, do you have any uh, response that you'd like to make at this time to the public comments? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I talked to the owner. Uh, I went to the uh, like neighborhood meeting before, and then I talked to the, all the neighbors a couple of times. So I think um, when we are looking at, so there's several things I want to emphasize. The first thing is, this this zoning is R two A, so it's not an R one, you know, uh, single family house zoning. So we are not the first building proposed three story at the same street. There is a four four different buildings with three stories and similar architecture style. So we are not, not the first one proposing that. 
Then if you look at the shared driveway in the middle, so you will see the land is actually divided, kind of like one side is a three-level three apartment building, then the other side. So that's, um, that's also an, another thing. Um, then we are actually proposing, if you look at the, the lot, it's actually very limited because the, the lot is very narrow. It's, so that's why we put functional room at one side and <laughs> at the other, as a circulation corridor at the other side. That's the only way actually to orientate the buildings. And then it looks like a dormitory, but we are actually proposing a single family house. So one unit at the front and one at the back, this layout is the same as the existing duplex. And the third party is actually, we are trying to protect uh, the neighbors, trying to minimize as much as possible the impaction of the, our building to the neighbor building. So we oriented the, the windows to protect neighbors' privacy, and we make the building as compact, compact as possible. As uh, Helen said, if we can make it longer, actually, we actually reduce uh, uh, the building footprint from 1,800 square feet to smaller. So we, we actually make the building as compact as possible. Then the fourth point is the existing, existing building is a gable roof with a ridge height at 80 feet. So, and the, the building and the, uh, the, the adjacent building is actually only 10 feet away. So the existing structure already blocked the west side uh, window of the neighbor buildings. Sound like we have we add three story to the to the block, but actually we only add ten feet to the total height. So it didn't it didn't matter actually the height we add and block the windows. The, the existing structure already blocked the the window of the single family. Excuse me, this is not the public hearing, correct? So well, we technically yeah. ended the public hearing. <laughs> well, so well he's got. We haven't voted to uh, to continue it. But, but um, I, yeah, I mean, we have a continual public hearing, so I, I think I, we will uh, discuss more about That'll be our opportunity to speak yes. on Yes, yes. Okay, um, then let's, uh, do I have a motion for continuance? Or, it, or discussion from, um, I see you or your hands up. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm not going to speak to the merits of this, obviously, that will be at a different time in the future, should there be another public hearing. But I would like to thank, uh, I would like to thank um, former council member Mayo, first of all, for bringing this to my attention. I would like to thank uh, planning staff, particularly Ashley, for um, dealing with something that was new information that came up literally this week and was really important information to have. And I would like to thank the rent board for looking into the tenancy history and the rent controlled status of these units uh, on very short order. With that, I would like to move that this item be continued off calendar. Thank you. Thanks, Igor. Uh, Carrie, you have your hand up. I'd like to second. Thank you. Uh, and uh, let's see. A is there any discussion? Um, before we vote, I do have a few points I just would like to make to the neighbors. Um, 
we all appreciate your concerns about density and about automotive challenges. I've tried to find parking on Berkeley Way myself, and it's damned difficult. Um, when this is heard again, if it's heard again, you may find us telling you that because of various state and municipal ordinances, our hands are tied on those two issues. Um, but uh, the architect did hear what you had to say tonight, and it may influence uh, the architect or their client relative to uh, anything they come back with. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that we don't have a lot of latitude anymore on the density issue if it meets the code because of the Housing Accountability Act. So that's the way it is. Um, let's have a vote. Member Kim. Yes. Board Member Duffy. Yes. Board Member Gaffney. Yes. Board Member Thompson. Yes. Board Member Trago. Yes. Board Member Sanderson. Yes. Board Member Olson. Yes. Vice Chair O'Keefe. Yes. And Chair Khan. Yes. So the motion carries, and this will be continued to a date uncertain to be worked out with uh, the applicant and the architect. Um, let's uh, thank you for coming, uh, everyone who spoke on this, and to you, Juan, for uh, your comments. And uh, we will move to our next item. Um, could I be made a, uh, whatchamacallit, Shannon? I don't have control of what's going on at all. Uh, yes, I will make you, well, I, you should already be a co-host if you want to test something as we're transitioning. All right. I don't know. For some reason, people, when people are being heard, they're being left in the meeting with their mics on, which is not a good thing. Um, so, uh, so we now will hear... Is it 840? Yeah, 840 page. And uh, we'll start with the uh, staff. Sharon, are you staff on 840 page? Yes. Thank you. Why don't you, why don't you present? I'm going to okay. turn a little bit on here so sure. I don't look like a ghost or something. All right. Good evening, board members. Um, uh, use permit uh, ZP2021-0025 is a permit to modify ZP 2016. 0064, which was approved in February 2018. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the site conditions first. Um, the lot is in the R1A district. Um, it's occupied by a three-story main building with non-conforming front setback. The main building contains three dwelling units and does not conform with the allowable density for the lot, uh, which is one dwelling unit. It has three dwelling units on it. Um, a driveway uh, shared with the adjacent lot to the east, which is 842 page, leads to a detached two-car garage that provides one parking space for the subject lot and one space for the neighboring lot within the same structure. The off-street parking for the lot is non-conforming with one parking space in the site where three are required. The original permit um, approved a third-story addition on a, a lot that is over density and approved uh, an increase of bedrooms from five to seven. This modification, the 
the use permit modification consists of a proposal to demolish the existing stair and landing on the left or the east side of the dwelling to construct a 63 square foot addition to expand the kitchen on this side of the dwelling on the second floor. Also, it adds a stair and landing to the rear of the second floor. And finally, it constructs a 54 square foot addition to the rear of the dwelling at the ground floor for a laundry room that is for the ground floor units. The additions would be an increase of gross floor area on a parcel that's already over density. And along with the additions approved with the original use permit would cumulatively add more than six, 600 square feet to the dwelling um, and would be considered a major residential addition. The second floor kitchen expansion is an addition above 14 feet. There would be no increase in bedrooms or dwelling units with this modification. Um, there, I mean, the site's history has uh, a couple of notices of violation. Um, the first notice of violation was for work done um, to add a third story when it was a, uh, a permit for a roof replacement, and that resulted in the original permit, um, which was approved. Um, there was another notice of violation uh, for the illegal conversion of a detached garage into habitable space. Um, that was resolved also. The, the uh, space was reverted to a garage, um, and the enforcement uh, court enforcement case was closed in March of uh, this year. Um, and one final thing is that um, there was a new accessory structure that was constructed in the rear yard of the parcel that would cause the lot coverage to uh, lot coverage limit to be exceeded. Um, staff informed the applicant and owner um, that this was to be removed, and a condition of approval um, is attached to this permit modification to uh, make sure that that structure is removed. That it was not a notice of violation. This is something that staff um, uh, discovered on the site. Um, and with that, um, staff reviewed the modification and um, found that the modifications are compliant with development standards and are not expected to be detrimental to the neighborhood and recommends approval of the project. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate the explanation. Um, who, uh, we would now like to recognize the applicant. applicant. I've, uh, I've recognized Heather, but I don't see Aurora Morris in the list of attendees, but Heather is there. Great. Hi, Heather. Um, I think, uh, is it a, I can't remember, Sean, is it, Three minutes for, for five. Oh, um, it. I think it's five, but you remember better. Um, I can share my screen it's, for the timer if you like. So it's three. Is it three? Okay. Um, should I share my screen? Yes, please. Okay, I'll do that. Let me just. Hey, Heather, welcome, and you have uh, three minutes to present the project. You'll also have an opportunity to respond to comments from the neighbors afterwards. Okay. Thank you. Um, the uh, owners might might want to pop into this discussion as well. Um, I don't know if they're here, but if not, um, I know we're speaking via text and, and they're logged in and listening. Um, so yeah, uh, according to what Sharon said, we've designed this all um, according Excuse to me, are there, the, code. the name. What's the name of the owner? Uh, Sarah uh, Pichelle and Troy Martinez. 
because Sarah is here and she can share your three minutes. Um, Sarah, okay. you'll need to unmute if you wish to speak. And let's start the uh, timer over, please. Oh, okay. Oh, Sarah, thank you. you. Unmute if you uh, wish to join Heather in a discussion of the project, a presentation of the project. Uh, collectively, we put together a few bullet points describing what we're trying to do here with the uh, with this addition or with this renovation to the, or I guess revision to the original application. Um, you know, the building is a very narrow footprint, and the kitchen could really use just a few square feet. That's really all we're doing here. Um, we connected with the next door neighbor, the one with whom we share the driveway easement. And there was some concern about privacy. Um, Troy and Sarah have a couple of young kids. There's a stairway that currently exits down that driveway. Um, the kids play in the driveway. And the intent was to really get the kids moved to the backyard to quiet down the driveway, make it more appropriate for vehicular traffic uh, as it's meant to be. Also to give the neighbors some additional privacy and something a little bit more attractive to look at than this rather utilitarian stairway. Um, so we thought we'd kill a couple of birds with one stone by just doing a small bump out and creating a bit more area in the kitchen. Uh, we relocated that back entry, that stairway, down to the yard, so now that's secure. Um, the driveway is now clear completely for vehicular traffic. There won't be any more kids running around there. So definitely a much safer environment. Uh, we did give a lot of consideration to the height. Um, you know, the height limit for a garage that's meant for accessible vans, for instance, is eight foot two. And this is well over that. Um, it's nine feet plus. There was a project not too far away uh, that got approval and it had a similar height underneath the bay. And uh, I can probably pull that up if needed, but I don't think we need to get into the minutia of that. Um, and overall, you know, it just creates a more pleasant experience for the neighbor on the side. It, it now looks like a finished piece of architecture over there instead of the side entry to the unit. And um, he generally supported it. So that's, those are our goals with the project, okay. uh, with this revision. Thank you. Um, we will, uh, I appreciate that, Heather. Uh, Sarah, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Heather touched on most of our points quite well. There just a lot of this is, you know, it's our goal is we want to move back into our house and we want this to be a safe environment for our family and our two young kids and also to improve the experience for the next door neighbor. So in addition to, you know, not having to have them look at the not very attractive, as Heather said, utilitarian staircase, the bump out, you know, it allows us a little more square footage in a very tight kitchen. And we can also rearrange the windows so that it provides more privacy for the next door neighbor. Thank you. Um... We'll, uh, you will have an opportunity to speak again after the neighbors have their, their say. So let's uh, open up for any uh, attendees that wish to speak on this. And we have Piper Efferata, uh and Kelly Hammergren and William Skipwith. Piper, you're recognized. You need to unmute. You need to unmute or we won't be able to hear you, Piper. How about that? That's much better. And can you see me? Well, we can see your picture. Oh, okay, that works. 
I'm not sure why you can't see me, but let me let me just continue. Um, can I share a PowerPoint? And I'm hoping this is not going to take up my two minutes, which is super short. Can you do what? Can I share a PowerPoint? Um, I believe you can. I'm not sure exactly how that works. Uh, I think I'd have to stop sharing, but I can keep the time on my phone. Okay. Yeah, let's start this time over. Um, and so I see we bought back out. I just don't see at the bottom of the way share to... screen. I don't have that option. Hmm. Oh, I think you have to grant that option. She has to be, an, uh, she has to be a panelist. Well, uh, we do allow uh, attendees to do, you know, to present material to us, visual material when we're just had a yeah. I just had a picture of the of the site to indicate. Oh, promote panelists. Join as a panelist. Bear with us, Piper. This is the first time we've had a member of the community ask, make this request. Oh, well, thank you. And then do I have a share, share screen? Um, on the bottom, in the center. Yeah, I just clicked on it. And then shift to select multiple windows now share. Okay. Allows you to share your screen. Oh my gosh, this gets complicated. Maybe we should just not do this. Um, let me try one thing. I'm sorry. Welcome to my life. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Our world for the last year and a half. All of our, all of our lives. Um, location services, privacy general. I don't know if this is going to be easy. As my mom said, you may have to use your words. What's that? Yeah. If if what you if what your goal is to share is a aerial of the site or the site plan, perhaps that's something that staff could share. That yeah, it's just share their screen. It's just a current picture of the driveway as it is today. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if everybody had a chance to actually look at that. Um, Zoom. Oh, this might work. Oh. Zoom, allow apps to be recorded in content screen even while using the apps. Zoom. So I clicked it. I tell you, why don't we, uh, well. Yeah, let's not technology. Um, I'll change that setting uh, in future. But I think um, some of you have seen it, and I'm sure you can um, figure it out. So as I was saying, go ahead and start my time. As I was saying, you know, this part, this this site is already overbuilt, and I'm really surprised that um, it's continued to ask to be um, addition to what we already have. It's a 63 square foot addition, and you know there is an option if that would not impede on the on the driveway, and that's to just do the two foot addition, which is what's on the third floor. There's just a um, a faux soffit of sorts. I don't know. That that's the only word I have for it. That is kind of built around the second, the third floor, um, two foot bulb out, and that would not exceed where the landing is of the front um, stairs. Um, 
the stairwell has already been removed and I think the backyard is probably appropriate place for a stairwell. Um, there was discussion on the first go round of this project that they, um, the board didn't know that the stairwell was conforming or approved. There was no uh, permit on file to build it. Um, and it was before my time, so I can't attest as to when it showed up there. Um, so the stairwell is already moved. The beam for the build out is already there and it's pretty excessive. That's what I kind of wanted to show you. Um, that, you know, shared driveways are tricky spaces and this does have a, um, easement on it with the County of Alameda. And, you know, I say, why do a hazard? This is not a garage. This is not a private driveway. This is a shared driveway with an easement. It's truly not compatible with design characteristics and um, impediments that that it puts in. We had a truck drive in there that exceeded it right after Troy put up the frame, and it wasn't um, very good. So I appreciate your consideration about not um, doing any more additions and the concerns about the easement. One last thing I'd like to say about the easement is that you know, there is an option for the two parties to do an amendment to that easement um, that makes it perfectly clear to anybody now and anybody in the future as to what that is. Thanks for Last coming uh, and voicing your concerns, Piper. Can you tell me, Piper, which uh, residence is yours relative to this property? I'm direct, pretty much directly across the street from 840 Page. I'm at 837 Page Street. Okay, so you're not you're not part of the shared easement. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, can I ask a question? Piper, hi, Piper. Um, uh, just uh, long time no see. Thanks for coming. Um, just wanted to ask. Um, I wasn't quite clear um, what your ask was. Um, could you clarify, are you asking us to deny uh, all the use permit um, modifications being applied for, or are, are there um, uh, parts of this that you would like to see move forward? Um, can you just clarify that for us? You're still muted, Piper. You have to unmute. Thank I didn't you. know I ever went off. Thank you. Um, let me clarify that, Igor. Um, I am primarily leaving this to just that side addition um, that bulbs out into the easement and is uh, actual um, addition to an already oversized building. Um, okay, thank you for clarifying. Sure. Um, so we have uh, two more people with their hands up. Uh, Kelly, you're next on the list. I think this list people as they raise their hands. Um, thank you. Since they're working on their kitchen, I couldn't find in here whether their current stove is gas or electric. And if it's gas, this would be the perfect time uh, to upgrade and have an induction cooktop instead of gas. And then they don't have to worry about 
uh, doing that later as we tried to get gas out of uh, all of our residences. Um, gas is natural gas is methane, um, so we really don't want any more of that in the environment. And that was that was my recommendation: is anything that they could do at this time to make this house all electric and to beef up the insulation would really be um, a wonderful thing for the value of the property and the comfort of the people living there. And, yeah, people that I know that have started using induction cooktops, love it. I happen to be all electric. Um, so that's it. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. We have one more uh, a member of the public to speak. William, we recognize you. There you go. Yes, how you doing? Um, I'm over at 1438 Sigurd in Berkeley. Vision of the the unit that's going to be that, that the project is being worked on, and I just uh, um, I've seen it been it's been sitting there for awfully a long time, and I'm very be uh, happy project to go through at this point. It's, I don't know been over two or three years. Which, and, um, is your, actually, which is your, excuse me, William, what address are you at? 1438 6th Street. Um, and this is, we're in relationship to 840 Page? It, it, it's like I have a direct view from my home. Um, from I direct view, okay, thank you. Left side, um, but it's been undone for quite some time. And you know, I drive by the property pretty often, and I just want to put my bid in for the project to go on and be completed. That's all. Okay. Well, thank you for coming and speaking tonight. We very much appreciate that. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Thank you. All right. That's it for. Uh, I have one more. Mick Bren has raised his hand. Mick, would you like to speak on this project? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can. All right, I sent an email. I don't know if you read it. Um, I just joined. I'm the downstairs neighbor tenant at 840 Page Street. And uh, I'd love to move back into my home. Um, I don't know what an easement is, and I don't know why it bothers the person across the street. Um, you know, I'd like to get this, get this moving again. So I hope you read my email and into the record, and that's all I've got to say. Okay, so you're you're in favor of the uh, the proposal tonight? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. Thank you for coming and expressing your support. Um, with that, we'll close the uh, public hearing and well, give the we'll give uh, the uh, architect Heather in uh, your uh, uh, ability to respond any of the comments um, if you would like. Uh, yeah, I mean. You know, I think everybody wants this project to be done, and of course, we don't want to make too many enemies along the way. Uh, we've done our best to reach out to Piper across the street. In fact, before we came here months ago, we reached out to her uh, specifically because she's, you know, posed the project before, and we asked her what her concerns were. The only thing she noted at the time was height. Um, you know, had she noted something else, maybe we would have had an opportunity to address it. So it's a little disappointing that um, she didn't raise that issue then. Uh, we did try and keep the addition minimal uh, that we are proposing tonight, but uh, it, it's some badly needed area. 
you know, we lost a lot of area when we converted the, the garage back to a garage from uh, what it was being used as was an office space and other various things. Um, and uh, we also got rid of a laundry space, moved that to the rear. You know, we want to get our tenants back into their space. Um, this is not a great time to be removing rental units from the market, especially small, affordable ones in a good neighborhood. So, so yeah, we're, we're really motivated to try and get this up and going. Okay. Well, thank you, Heather, for, for that uh, response. Charles, and Sarah, I, you'd like to say something? Please? Yeah, I would. I'd like to respond to some of the other comments. Like the side stair that Piper was referring to as having been removed, it was removed for construction so that the facade work could happen. So it's actually sitting in the backyard right now waiting to go back on the side if we don't get approval. The um, the bulb out at the second floor is exactly the same as the bulb out at the third floor. We're just pulling it down. And um, to touch on that a little bit further, the kitchen is so narrow that on the second day of shelter in place, my youngest son and I collided in the kitchen and we ended up going to the emergency room for him to get his forehead stitched. So we, you know, we could really use a little more wiggle room. Always, as a parent, you always hate it when that happens. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And then the last thing, the beam that Piper was talking about that's projecting out, it has nothing whatsoever to do with the construction for the desired bulb out. It's part of the front landing and it will be cut back. Okay, so my, my, just to be clear, my understanding is that in the prior approved project, the third floor projected out and you're just extending that down one floor? Exactly, we're just pulling it down. Okay, thank you for that. Um, all right, we will uh, now close the public hearing and um, bring it back to the uh, commission, uh, the commission members here. And I see, uh, Carrie, you have your hand up. You're recognized. Are we ready for a motion? I'm ready for one. Uh, then I move to approve as in staff report. Thank you. Do we have a second? Debbie, I see, I see yes raising his hand. Uh, I will treat that as a second yes. Second. Thank you. Um, and uh, Debbie, I think you had your hand up. You're muted. Did you wish to speak? You still need it. There you go. I had a, a question and a comment. Mm -hmm. um, is this the time for that? Yeah, this is where it's okay. all about. Okay. When I look at the plan sheet A1.2, I'm concerned with the, uh, the expansion of the kitchen on the second floor. Um, first, there's a, I wanted to confirm that um, there's a dotted line down the middle of the, the space. And I'm assuming that means the space is open, that the living area and the kitchen area are all now one room. Okay. So it seems to me that you've gotten a lot more space in the kitchen. And I think I may be um, <laughs> a party of one with this concern. Um, but I, I would prefer that the, uh, the kitchen expansion not um, be on, uh, over the um, the easement just because um, I think easements shared driveways are difficult to manage long term and you um, particularly we have to sort of be on good terms with each other 
but I think I may be the only one with that concern. I mean, get, given the openness of the plan now, it doesn't seem to me that that uh, particular corner that overlaps the easement is so necessary. And I think it would be better in the long run if it didn't overlap the easement. Thank you for those comments, Deborah. Um, Igor? You have some comments? Um, yeah, I, well, so this is uh, in my neighborhood, and personally, I would love nothing more than to see how we can get to consensus, if possible, among the neighbors, if not possible, to get to a workable program for all involved so that um, the applicants can move on um, with construction. Um, this place has been under construction for, I think, most of the years that I've lived there. Um, and we've heard testimony from neighbors that would like to see that conclude. Um, I, I actually do understand uh, Debbie's concern about the easement and I wanted to check, maybe this is a question for staff. Um, when it comes to, I mean, you know, it, I, I, would be, I would be willing to explore a change where it's a, it provides a clear pathway um, within the, um, the uh, square footage of the easement. But uh, you know, can I allow me to interrupt for a minute, Igor? And this is uh, both for your and, and Debbie's um, consideration. Uh, my reading of the plan is that this does not substantially encroach into the easement, even at the nine foot height. Uh, if you look at A1.0, you'll see that on the left is a 10 foot driveway identified, which is a standard driveway width uh, for a, a project of this size. And on the right, it shows the five feet. That's a site roof plan. And the five feet where it says five feet, no change. You'll see that the, um, even at nine feet with this proposed addition, only, only transgresses into the easement about six inches. So it's going six inches into the easement and it's nine feet up in the air. I really personally, speaking professionally, I don't see that as an issue, but, um, you may have a different understanding or, or a different uh, concern about it. Um, well, no, I, I trust the professionals, which I'm not a professional architect. So um, nine feet sounds, um, you know, six inch encroachment, nine feet up sounds like um, that would be approvable. Um, I just wanted to check in with staff if there is a question or maybe just a a verification between the plans and the uh, to be built condition. Um, would it be subject to, um, well, when it comes to uh, open ingress and egress for vehicular traffic standard issue, cars and trucks, is that something that um, a transportation engineer um, would be able to just verify if there is a question about that, because I did hear that question from one of the neighbors. 
Amanda? All right, so um, yeah, I can I can uh, speak to that. Um, in, in the beginning, I did uh, mention that we did talk to the traffic engineer about this very question uh, and asked if there was a uh, height minimum um, for us, you know, something that would encroach into an easement like that. And um, he responded that there was no minimum. Um, and so it, it made sense that if the encroachment were um, a, a story above uh, the, the uh, easement and driveway, that that would be enough clearance um, for the you know, typical purposes of a car or a truck going down, going down the driveway. So he didn't provide any specific um, limitation that we could hang on to and and measure up against. Um, actually, if I may ask just a follow-up question. Um, if there was a desire to um, have um, the impacted neighbors sign an easement agreement, um, that would be subject to a private right of action, right? That is not something that we would necessarily uh, be able to require on ZAB. Is that, staff, is that your understanding? That is my understanding, yeah, that, that the easement would be the yeah, yes, agreement. Yes, we will speak to this too, but okay. we, it isn't the city's responsibility to manage easements. That's a county responsibility. And if somebody's in violation of the easement, they have to remedy it, uh, you know, which is, you know, if, if someone can't access, uh, access easement, then they have to tear it out, whatever they put in. Um, yes, uh, you had your hand up. Are, are you done? Do you have no. another question? Or are you good? Uh, no, thank you for answering my questions. I just want to speak to easements. You know, as an architect, we see easements a lot. One of the first questions I usually have is, it's it's only on the plans how wide it is, but often it's written in, a, sometimes it's written in an easement actually how high it might be. And if it's not, then I wind up asking, oh, you know, is this about PG&E access? And I'll get approval from PG&E about a certain truck height or some sort of purpose for which that easement exists. And we make sure that we meet at least the intent of the purpose. In this case, I just want to note that, um, well, first of all, six inches into nine feet, we could all kind of imagine that that's uh, manageable um, for a, a, a large truck. But also, um, if it's parked, if it's meant to be parked in a garage in the back, I think it's also important to just note that typically a garage door is what, eight feet tall or so. And so if this is about accessing, um, you know, a covered sto car storage, then um, in this case, I'd say that the covered car storage is your limitation, not nine feet in the easement. Thanks. Thanks uh, for that, yes. Um, and you make a good point. And however this turns out tonight, if we do approve this tonight, um, Heather, uh, Sarah, I would suggest that you do actually uh, go to the county recorder and confirm that there is not a height restriction on the easement because the last thing you want to do is be in violation of the county like again we don't regulate that but the county does um so any other up oh, debbie you've got your hand up 
need to unmute. I think I just muted by accident. I just wanted to be clear that I support the project. I certainly don't want to slow it down. Um, I think that when you're designing a project that has, especially one that's been controversial over in the past, you know, it's better to be a little more, I would advise a little more cautious so the easement issue doesn't get raised. Um, and so, I mean, my, I just, I think that you, that uh, one way you could have designed the project was not to extend over it six inches so nobody would raise the easement issue. Then you would have flown through faster. So I, but, you know, but I support the project and I certainly don't want to slow it down. Thanks, Deborah. I, I agree with that. Um, okay, I don't see any more uh, hands up. Um, I, uh, I'd like to say that um, I am in support of the modified proposal as submitted. Um, I feel that the stairs on the side, which do uh, place the children in harm's way relative to the driveway, is uh, not the design, it's existing design, and the fact that this family is ready to shell out the funds to correct that situation is something I would like to support. I, I like the design, Heather. I think the angled uh, kitchen is attractive. It's going to be nice for both the residents and I think an improvement for the neighborhood. Uh, Piper is the only real uh, neighbor to oppose this, and she said that if the second floor resembled what was done on the third floor, she'd be satisfied. Turns out that's what's happening. Um, and her concerns about the easement, I, if she were the neighbor to the uh, adjacent neighbor using the easement, I would be concerned about that. But um, since they're not here protesting the easement, um, my presumption that that issue has been properly addressed is will have to stand. So anyway, I'd like to support the project, and I'd like to know if we have a motion uh, for or against the project at this time. I'll make a motion to uh, support the project as proposed. And I believe the motion's already been made. It was uh, a motion to approve by Carrie. Oh, that's right. Second I won't make one. <laughs> that's right. I take it back. Okay, Carrie, uh, get it right at the outset. That's so right. um, then, uh, if there's no further um, Comments here. Uh, let us uh, proceed with the vote. Okay. Board Member Kim. Yes. Board Member Duffy. Yes, and I just want to say that I think it's it's great to see projects that have a sort of colored history um, over the years. I've surely, as an architect, I've watched this project in my neighborhood for many, many years, curious about what had happened. And um, it's great to see these come back online through the legal channel in an honest and open and public way. So I support yes. Board Member Gaffney. Yes. Board Member Thompson. Yes. Board Member Trego. Yes. Board Member Sanderson. Yes. Board Member Olson. Yes. Vice Chair O'Keefe. Yes. And Chair Khan. Yes. So uh, the uh, modification is approved with the usual a period uh, after the clerk. <laughs> Excuse me for uh, any potential review. Um, I want to say before we move to our next uh, next item, um, 
Jordan Cohen, I see that your hand is up, but it was not up during the public hearing portion of this, so you missed your opportunity. And I'm sorry that uh, you apparently didn't, didn't get here in time. I hope that this uh, result is not one that you're chagrined about. Um, so we have um, some uh, administrative matters uh, still to uh, to uh, hold. Excuse me for being a little disorganized. Um, we have subcommittee reports uh, from the design review committee. Um, I really have nothing to report. Kimberly, do you have any any items? No. Nope. Yep, just that 12 story building we worked on last week. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, there is a significant building uh, that's being proposed, one of the 12 story buildings at um, Shattuck and Berkeley Way, I believe. Yep, Shattuck and Berkeley. It's a 1951 Shattuck. Right. And uh, it's a significant building. Um, Kira, you might want to look at, at it uh, from last Thursday's meeting. Um, we uh, sent them back uh, with this final design review, but we, we, we approved it, but with some pretty significant conditions that they come back to us, particularly on some material and color issues that were just disappointing given our original approval, our recommendations have for approval. So um, I would encourage any and all of you to take a look at that. And if you'd like to show up when they do come back, that'd be great. Um, that's it for that. And then we have a, I think, a, sorry guys. <laughs> um, I think my wife's got the dogs under control here. Um, we have a very significant staff communication from Steve Buckley, the land use planning manager. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to review it. Uh, Shannon, do you want to say a few words about that? I do. Um, so it is, a, yes, as, as um, Charles mentioned, it's an attachment to the staff report. It's a memorandum from the land use planning manager uh, to the land use planning staff. And, and this will, I can't speak to the next set of agenda, but certainly the agenda after that and other projects moving forward. It's a, a policy change in the calculation of the base project for density bonus. And for those who have been on ZAB for many years, uh, we've talked about there's the base project that's allowed um, under the standards, um, you know, setbacks, heights, and then we have these sort of floating use permit floors um, that have been, um, you know, complicated as we've uh, considered them under density bonus and um, considered their math, considered then how they're analyzed on top of the density bonus project. And um, given the evolution of the Housing Accountability Act and state density bonus law, it's now our um, interpretation that those use permit floors or administrative use permits that allow for um, different development standards should be considered in the math for the base project. Uh, so the result is um, likely that base projects will be larger and that density bonus projects will be larger. Uh, and have more affordable units as a result. And the first, this you know, has been a, a conversation that's um, been ruminating internally for some time. It's been helpful to have uh, the land use manager put this in writing uh, so that staff can be sure we're interpreting 
this policy consistently, and then we're able to share it with uh, developers and applicants and architects um, consistently. And the first project um, you'll see as it relates to the Housing Accountability Act piece of it uh, relates to 2015 Blake. And there's been questions of, you know, is that a HAA compliant project um, because it meets a density bonus, but it has these use permit floors. And the answer is yes, it is a Housing Accountability Act compliant project. And we'll be working on that right up and you'll see it in a month. Thank you, Shannon. Um, I, uh, uh, Igor, you have a question or a comment? Uh, I have two questions. Um, but first, I want to thank staff for putting this memo together. I found it really helpful to review. Um, I was curious, um, given that I and several of us served on the Jay Sizzle, which I still think is the worst uh, acronym for city commission oh. government. But best. it's the so best. Clever. It was so clever. But yeah, the, the much maligned <laughs> Jay Sizzle. But um, is this um, um, how, if at all, uh, do you anticipate um, the application of this may, may or may not shift? Um, depending on what the council chooses to do with additional objective standards uh, that it may develop. Um, and then I, I had a second question and I apologize, it's esoteric. Um, on page five, that decision matrix, which I found uh, really illuminating, but I was confused about one thing um, that last, like the bottom right, the no box, does the project meet general plan standards, but zoning is inconsistent with the general plan? And yes, the project is consistent with zoning, no provide written documentation. I was a little confused about that. What uh, Did the yes and no get flipped or am I just missing something here? Well, I'm going to take the easier question first, um, which is, I don't know, Igor. Um, let's see what happens with um, the, the objective standards. And I, again, I think J Sizzle is a fantastic acronym. I think our staff is clever and witty. Um, and and I, I, don't, I can't speak to the timing. I know J Sizzle, the, the, I'm sorry, I'll just call it the objective standards piece is moving forward in some capacity that you gave you and Aileen, the chair, um, excuse me, the secretary of the planning commission gave a presentation to council. Council's action was to keep it moving. Yes, you're nodding. So it's, it's, it's moving. Um, and I guess we'll just, you know, on one hand, this is such an interesting time to be a planner. Um, you know, we'll see what, you know, on the other hand, like, oh my gosh, I wish planning could be a little less interesting right now. Um, you know, we'll see what gets, you know, there's, we're just, we're following changes at the state level, following interpretations at the local level, um, you know, developing objective standards, um, the work that's happening on the zoning ordinance. You'll hear a presentation at the next ZAB meeting for the kickoff for the housing element. So there are a lot of moving pieces and um, we're just do our best to 
keep them all moving and, and uh, not try to break any laws. And then the piece about um, and the spreadsheet, I'm gonna I'm gonna not try to answer that in real time because I, um, but I'll get back to you to to make sure that those are really where they should be and and provide some more words around that. That's fine, and I didn't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. The acronym is growing on me. <laughs> you don't have to like it. That's okay. Doesn't hurt my feelings. He loves it. He loves it. Um, any other uh, comments or, or questions? Um, I have a comment. Um, I want to read uh, the land use planning manager's determination, and I strongly recommend that everybody in this commission read this from beginning to end. It's very significant, legisla uh, not legislation, but uh, it's a very significant, I would say, compliance based on my understanding with state law. And uh, I'm just going to read you what the determination says. And then I'm going to tell you how I understand that as a zoning board member. And then I'm going to try to speak about the role of ZAB moving forward with this new determination. The determination reads, the protections afforded by the Housing Accountability Act and the definition of a base project for density bonus calculations applied to a housing development project up to and including the maximum development allowed with use permits, plural, and or administrative use permits. So historically, so this is a change in policy. Historically, uh, if you go to the record, most of the years that I've been a zoning uh, board member in the Shoshana and Igor and Kerry, uh, we've been told by staff that if an administrative use was being applied for on a project to, say, reduce a rear yard setback or to add an additional floor, which was permitted with a AUP or use permit, that the Housing Accountability Act did not apply and that we could deny that AUP or that additional floor. This is a change in policy. It's a very significant change in policy. And if you read the Housing Accountability Act, which clearly states that the maximum size unit should be supported by the city, uh, I personally think it's the correct interpretation, but it is a change in, in policy. So uh, we're gonna be seeing larger base projects. The other thing <clears throat> is that <clears throat> the good news is that Density bonuses also were constrained to a base project that was a much smaller base project. And there was some exception taken to this because that small base project, you could provide 15% of that project and get a 50% by contemporary standards density bonus by, while only providing a few units. If the base project is a larger project, the presumption is that, that more affordable units will be provided. Um, but, but it's not for us to say. So here's the thing. In the years that I've been on the zoning board, I found our prerogative in determining detriment and looking at, at all of the uh, community issues that are serious issues that we're here to help um, manage. Uh, our, our ability to outright deny projects has become more and more constrained by the state statute. And that's because we know why, because the housing prices were in. 
I still think there's a very important function for this board to play moving forward. And as, as you know, Shoshana and Carrie and Igor have heard me say before, we are the zoning adjustments board. What the Housing Accountability Act does not allow us to do, and it's in the memorandum, is to reduce the number of units that's being proposed, to reduce the square footage that's being proposed, or the number of beds that are being proposed, as long as they conform with the measurable metrics of our zoning court code. However, over the years, we have asked for adjustments that though the mass be moved three feet this way without loss of beds or units or mass, that uh, there were times when we allowed for a reduction in parking in order to bring a building down. So there's still a role for us to play in mitigating some of the concerns of neighbors and I hope that uh, you know we can do a good job of that moving forward. That's my spiel, my spiel tonight. Um, so um, I uh, I guess with that, are there any other? If there are no other uh, comments, um, are there? Do do read this. It's just uh, three pages, and it's very well written. Um, two and a half pages. Um, so uh, with that, then do I have a motion to adjourn? Anybody? I mean, we can hang out here if you'd rather. Oh, Carrie, thank you. Uh, you're just not noticing me at all tonight, Charles. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I think that, that that picture has me kind of, you know, fascinated, and then I don't notice your hands up. It, it fascinates me, too. I'm very it's proud of it. It's a beautiful picture. Um, uh, thank you. I would like to move that we adjourn. Thank you. Thank you for that motion. And I see Michael nodding. Is that a second, Michael? I second that. Thank you, Michael. We have a motion and a second. Shannon, do you want to just have a voice tally? Is that permitted? Uh, I think we can do uh, all those uh, in favor say aye. All those in favor say aye. 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 <laughs> all those opposed say nay. Hearing no opposition, we are adjourned. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Have a good night. Stay safe.